everyone. Welcome to Girls with Dogs. I am Kimberly, the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging. I was about to say Groovy Golden Doodles. <laughs> and okay. I'm here with my good friend, Kathy, the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles. And we are here with another episode of us talking about our dogs. Hey, Kathy. Kimberly, you just go ahead and tell everybody the reason you're laughing is because you've been so mean the first two <laughs> minutes that we've been on the air. <laughs> Pronouncing all the letters in my name. Are you done, Kathy? <laughs> but I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Are you excited about tomorrow? I am excited about tomorrow. I'm finally, I'm excited that I was able to pull it together <laughs> because this was supposed to be back in February. <laughs> oh God. So. We were supposed to be in our, we were invited onto the raw entrepreneur podcast with Amaris Wang and she sent me the link to schedule it. And I have sat down to schedule it. I think the third time I finally got it scheduled, but um, man, I don't know why that was so complicated for me. I don't know, but you know what? Ever since February, I've been telling people I'm going to Shang to Singapore. I'm going to Singapore, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's virtually. But I'm going, and um, you know, it got to a point where I just stopped talking about it. <laughs> Who is ever going to happen? But here we are. Here we are. Tomorrow we are going to be in Singapore. Virtually. All right. Hey, I met. You have a comment for me this week? You know, I'm living. I don't comments. have a comment for you this week. Oh. <gasps> I'm gonna, I, I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a comment this week. You better go no. back to the beginning comments. <laughs> you should, you should pull one out your ass, but you better find a comment that you said. <laughs> because I said I was going to have a comment. You Ooh, said well. she was going to have a comment. Well, there you go. Let's see if this is a good comment. No. Oh, well, this is a nice comment. It's not about us, but it's about last week. And last week we interviewed, um, three young people who are entering the pet industry. One has been in the pet industry for a while and is building quite an impressive little empire, Ava of Ava's Pet Palace. And we were talking about those fish treats that your dogs may not be interested in because your dogs aren't interested in anything fish. My dogs will love, but we got a comment from Pamela Williams who says that her dogs love fish and she put love in all caps. So she has dogs like mine. And she says she will definitely place an order today. So I'm excited about that because um, we introduced Ava to a new customer. Well, just so that you can eat your words. <laughs> I've been dying to tell you this and I've kept it from you for a week and now I can explode with happiness. Okay. So, um, First of all, one of our topics is you're going to continue to educate me and hopefully bring some awareness and um, incite some interest to people that are listening about the warming and cooling proteins for dogs. Mm. But in preparation for having this discussion, I did go and do some due diligence with my man. Nice. It was just me, him, some light jazz, and <laughs> I had a great bottle of um, some kind of red wine, but for those of you that know, my man is Mr. Google. And I then went to Zwe Peak and I purchased drum roll. I purchased lamb and mackerel. Oh, wow. And they are eating it. Nice. nice. And I know. And after Ava's mother listened to our podcast, 
according to Ava, she cracked up and said that she was sending me some salmon treats. <laughs> oh. So I said, okay, I'll make sure I'll take a video and everybody <laughs> can see if they eat it or not. But I was very, very um, surprised. I bought a five pound bag mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't have been a real wasted expense. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, now I'm doing a cooling and a warm protein. And I'm throwing in the green beans and all the broccoli and all the broccoli cauliflower mix. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting some balance here with my proteins. But um, so, yeah, so today I was hoping we could talk about, finish talking about that. Um, then I came across a very interesting topic. Do you know if any of your dogs are right or left pawed? I find this to be fascinating. No. And then... <laughs> Uh, really, but there's a way you can tell. Um, and then we never did talk about the movie Dog. Yes, I was thinking about that last night. I was actually going to text you. <laughs> okay, and so we didn't talk about that. But let's go back to the warming and the cooling proteins. Because, um, and so I want to start. So la- for the last couple of weeks, I've been um, asking you to help me understand about this rotational diet that you've been doing with your dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about switching up proteins and then we got into this thing where you um, opened my eyes to the other reasons from a nutritional and a health benefit of switching proteins and understanding and knowing. So that took me down the rabbit hole with trying to learn more about the warming and the cooling proteins and why they are so important. But you know what I didn't get a chance to ask you? Mm -hmm. Just like for doing it for the purposes of understanding um, Harley and his allergies and all of that, would that still be prevalent and necessary in different seasons? So would it be beneficial to try to stay strictly with cooling proteins at the height of his allergy outburst, say February through March, or am I getting like too technical and too deep into this whole scientific subject? Not, not, no, not really, but let's rewind and just explain to folks listening. um, The yin and yang of nutrition for dogs is a book by Dr. Judy Morgan. It is my Bible about warming and cooling. And granted, this book isn't just about warming and cooling. It's about much more as as in food energetics is much more than just warming and cooling proteins. So um, basically the whole idea of what we're talking about is that all food has energy. Some food has warming energy. Some food has cooling energy. Um, Some food um, sort of dries up dampness. Some food uh, moisturizes dryness. and you're basically taking all the characteristics or the energy of food and choosing foods to add to your diet, your dog's diet to help support different health issues or, you know, um, alleviate the symptoms of health issues. And it goes a lot more beyond that. What I just said is just very, very basic. So with regard to a dog with allergies, so Rodrigo has environmental allergies and he is a hot dog. And basically what that means is that he is his body is always hot and it's inflamed. It's not so much hot temperature wise, even though he does pant a lot, like he's trying to cool himself down, but it's just energy wise. So he's always inflamed. He's more apt to have arthritis and um, joint pain. And he's had that since he was probably two, two and a half years old. Um, He's more apt to have hot spots, which thankfully he hasn't had one of those in a long time. 
or skin rashes or itchy paws, um, ear infections or goopy ears, all of those signs of that we get used to seeing when it comes to allergies. And the way I've been able to calm that down without completely turning to, you know, either medication or supplementation. And also I should say that my dog's allergies are nowhere near your dog's allergy symptoms. So it's like, they're just different levels, but I've been able to do it by watching what proteins I feed to him. So I don't, I didn't remove all warming or all hot proteins from his diet. And I did an interview recently with Dr. Judy Morgan, and she made a good point that like, if you are able to score hundreds of pounds of venison, you don't want to turn that down because it's a hot protein and you have a hot dog instead, take all that free meat. And then you add in cooling foods to sort of balance it out. And so with Rodrigo, I still feed him like lamb and venison, which are both hot proteins. I just don't feed him those proteins during the height of his allergy symptoms or during the hottest months of our year here in the Pacific Northwest. So in August, I won't Mm -hmm. be at, I won't be feeding him lamb or venison. That's just sort of like me having a hot flash and then standing in uh, what is it like one of those sweat lodges on top of that and thinking it's going to make the hot flash go away. It's not, I'm just going to be miserable for a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just keeping that calm down. So what you said about focusing on cooling proteins, I would do, that's what I would do. It's like, if my dog is at the height of symptoms. So with Rodrigo, his symptoms are more licking his paws. Um, you know, basically that's all he does now is just a really licking his paws. And that's when I remove the warming proteins or the cooling proteins from his diet. If it's really bad where his paws are red, I won't feed him warm or hot proteins. Did I say remove cooling proteins? I meant remove hot proteins. So I'm mostly feeding cooling proteins. If it's just like the time of the year, but he doesn't seem to be showing any allergy symptoms, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and feed him the warming and hot proteins, but I'll just make a point of adding in a cooling protein. So for instance, you know, I had <clears throat> not long ago, I, I used up the last of my venison, but I mixed in some duck to cool it down because duck is a cooling protein, whereas venison is a hot protein. And so in my mind, it cools it down to a neutral. When you talk to a veterinarian who practices traditional Chinese medicine with your dog, they would go a lot deeper into um, why your dog is experiencing the symptoms and then adjusting the diet accordingly. But definitely recommend this because I think you would get some use out of this book. It's really a good book. All right, I shall go and um, and order it. We've never really talked. Only thing we wanted to do is make sure that the initially the allergies were not food related, but we never talked about utilizing the foods to complement and aid Mm -hmm. in the allergy process with the hot and cold. And I think that a lot of that has to do with these last two years not being allowed to go in to the veterinarian. Um, that was probably one of the, the, the huge negatives where you're sitting there talking to the vet in the examining room, you know, going back and forth. But this is really, really interesting. When I look at the um, cooling proteins, rabbit, duck and cod or any kind of fish, I would imagine, um, I'm, I'm not seeing that variety in the dog food that they're eating. 
mm-hmm. the dog food that they're eating, I'm pleased with. So I may have to augment and add various cooling proteins from another source. Yeah, because to me, if I were feeding um, a processed diet, or, you know, or, or a commercial diet, and it does, you're limited on what you can do. And then on top of that, you know, for folks who are feeding kibble, it doesn't matter what protein that kibble is, it's hot. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's hot is because of the processing. It's It's been cooked over and over, over and over and again, over. and that's going to increase the temperature. So lamb kibble is the worst kibble, in my opinion, if a dog is prone to allergies and all of, if, and if it's a hot dog, because like Rodrigo, mm-hmm. <clears throat> A lamb kibble was basically pushed him over the edge. And that was when I started looking into fresh food, you know, all those years ago. But back then I didn't understand what was happening, but it's just so, but then there are like the, the baked um, uh, pet foods, which Zeewee Peak is one of those where it's not nearly, you know, it's a, it's basically a lot, in my opinion, healthier than the overprocessed kibble diets, but it's still, you're limited on proteins because you are, and they're mostly, they're mostly, um, warm Mm -hmm. and neutral. Yeah. And so I can go with the warm and the neutral, but I was also looking at if this mackerel is a game changer and it introduces us to, um, you know, more fish proteins, I would definitely go with something like maybe Stella and Chewy. I, I got to do my research because I haven't even started down that lane, um, yeah. but, but use that for the, the fish uh, protein I, component. And for me, I would do things like um, sardines. You like yeah, sardines. Yeah. I like sardines. I like, um, I do canned salmon. Sometimes if I get salmon at a good price, like if I have friends who go fishing and they bring me back some salmon, um, my boss did this one year, brought me back a huge salmon, had it processed for me and everything. So it was all filleted. I put that thing in the oven, cooked it, deboned it, got the little bones out of it and just fed it to my dogs for a couple of weeks. So, um, but I would, Why would you take, well, first of all, there's not bones. I forget what they call it. You know, your grandmother, when she made salmon patties, that marrow in the middle, she squished that up with the fork. Talk about this good for your bones. But those little, those little. That's white marrow. But it, it, it pokes in the mouth. I don't like you're the way. Spo- you're supposed to squish that with the fork, girl. It doesn't squish down. But then when you, okay. When you are. So do you keep the juice? Uh, no. You drain the juice. Mm-hmm. Why do you make your eyes go back and forth? Like. Because I'm flipping through this book. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like, and you had that I'm being, like, I'm being shady. Yeah, like, like, hell no, I don't use the juice. But <laughs> that's good broth. I'm looking for, I'm looking for um, salmon but in yeah, here. I wouldn't mind trying that. That would be a lot. Even, you know, I could find that when it's on sale and mm-hmm. stock up on it. And that would be a lot cheaper. And it would be fresh because I could add the salmon and the green beans. And that would take Lee right straight to the moon. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would see me open that salmon can. Think, think that I'm getting ready to make him some salmon croquettes. <laughs> Come back and hear that dog bowl. <laughs> and clinking. Yeah, that would be it. 
might be living in, on one of your five acres. <laughs> but because it's like as long as it's wild salmon and not um, farm raised salmon, you know, it can be it's more cooling. Um, but I will see if they um, I don't have a problem checking that out and see if they like it. And then there's also vegetables that are cooling that you can add. You know, well, so. like I'm doing the green beans, the broccoli and the cauliflower. They are not carrot people. Oh, did I call <laughs> them people? They're not carrot dogs at all. Cooked, <laughs> raw, sliced, diced, julienned. Mm-mm. They don't like them. They just do not have um, a taste for them. Well, that's OK. There's plenty so, of others. I mean, because like broccoli is cooling. Yes. Celery is cooling. Cucumbers are who is celery, but a runway model. I know. I tried to really get into celery years ago when I was trying to lose weight. And it's just, I don't even understand it. And I don't like peanut butter. So I can't even like put peanut butter all over it and try to pretend like I made it healthier or something. I I tried to give Jack celery when I read somewhere that, you know, that each celery and the strings are like um, dental floss floss, in their teeth. (laughs) That's, That's not true. You know, Jax wouldn't even open his mouth. It's almost like you're better off with letting him just get a stick. Um, so give me some more veggies. What, what's the, what's... Asparagus? There aren't a whole lot. I mean, I'm sure that there are more than on this list, but, you know, as far as what, because I, I. And they're cooling fruits. Yeah. Cooling fruits, melon, pear, banana, strawberry, mango, apple, blueberries. You know what Jax and I are into right now? Hmm. We are loving the little honey mangoes. Never heard of a, what, like a, a I never listen, heard of a honey mango. Listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I could like sit here and pontificate. Like I'm just this, you know, exotic fruit guru. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of them either, but they were four for, they were four for $5 at the grocery store and I was there on Wednesday. So I get my 5% senior discount and so good <laughs> luck. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder when I can start getting my senior discount. This is important, but anyway, <laughs> they're, they were much smaller than a traditional mango, which is just too much for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I figured I touched them and they were soft. They weren't bruised and I figured, okay, I'll buy them. Well, not only are they smaller, the skin is thinner. The seed is much smaller, mm. tons of meat, sweet as can be. I have to see if we have those here. I don't Hun- they're called honey mangoes. And Jax, oh, Jax and I loved it. <laughs> I eat most of the peel or the mango meat off the peel. And then I give him the best part. And then I suck on the, the seed. And that's, that's our jam out on the porch. <laughs> Do I not sound like, oh, but anyway. What about Harley? Um, Harley doesn't like Harley it? is so finicky. Like Harley likes watermelon, but it must be room temperature. Do not, <laughs> don't go from fridge to bowl because he's going to give you that look. He does. You know, so I've got to cut the melon. And then I got to make sure when I cut it, nobody's around so I can sit it on the counter. And if he sees me get it out of the refrigerator and cut it up and put it in the bowl, he just looks at me. 
But man, if I have it on the counter and go from the counter to the bowl, oh, he gets to prancing and his tail gets to wagging. <laughs> so he can tell the difference. He's just much more particular about yeah. things. Well, and that's okay. Rodrigo is my particular dog in the house. I told you that he didn't want to eat raw anymore. Yeah. Well, a week ago, about a week or so ago, he started eating raw again. And it started because I accidentally put it in his bowl. Like I just got, it was one morning I was tired and I just went into auto mode. And then right when I sat it down and I was getting the other dog, I was like, oh, damn it. But he was eating it. So I was like, okay, so, okay. All right. I just let him eat it. And so what it was, was it was, it's a brand called Wild Coast Raw. Mm. And he loves Wild Coast Raw. It's a local brand here. So I go ahead and I feed that to him. And then I put him on my DIY to see if he would eat that. And I, I zapped it a little bit in the microwave oven, you know, just to bring it, to warm it up a little bit. And he ate it with any, without problems. This morning, he ate the food, but he did give me the side eye. Like I'm eating it, but I'm not really on board with this. So tonight, so and I saw that look and immediately thought out a pound of his grass-fed beef so mm-hmm. that I can cook it up today because in tonight's dinner, I'll mix in some of the grass-fed beef and he'll eat it just fine. So I speak dog. Mm-hmm. And so I can train. <laughs> I can can translate what you just described. (laughs) What he was saying is, oh, dear woman, (laughs) what I ate on Thursday was Thursday. (laughs) This is Saturday. I don't want to see this Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. I picked that up. Okay. All right. I mean, he has me juggling. I mean, it's, and I know that it's not as bad as other, I hear of other people who have picky dogs and um, he will eat because, and sometimes it's like, he, he'll just walk away from the food and he'll eat later, but yeah, he will eat. But, oh, I wanted to say also with the warming and cooling, um, I also like, if I can't get something for Rodrigo, that's cooling. If you were eating a hot protein this week and I need cooling stuff, I'll also get it through treat. So I'll get him duck treats and duck's feet and all of that so that he he gets it through treats. So that's kind of interesting because a lot of people out there feel that if you are giving your dog a protein, um, that your treats should be from that same protein. And I, I never I never followed that rule. No. But I know people that do that. And I get that. I, I mean, I think that I, I wonder if it's partly because they're worried that they're going to cause digestive upset by mixing it up. Probably. Or, but for me, since I do DIY, I'm not able to make an entire meal that's just duck. That's, I just can't do it. because I can't afford it. I mean, if you, well, where I am, duck wings, duck feet, duck necks, all affordable. Duck hearts, duck gizzards, duck liver, all of that is insanely expensive compared to the meat. So I get beef, I get I can get grass-fed beef organs for cheaper than getting a case of all the different duck organs. So when I do um food, someone's out on the trail and so the dogs are barking. Um but <laughs> they're earning their keep. I don't know. So, <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, so when I like right now, the dogs are eating a mixture of pork and duck because the muscle meat I have is pork 
I have, or no pork and quail. Quail is the meat and the bone. And then I use grass fed organs, a variety of them for Mm -hmm. the organ meat. And it's like, that's just the best I can do. So my dogs are right now, they're eating three different proteins and that's how it always is. It's it's at least three proteins in my meal prep. I mean, it's fine for my dogs. And then on top of that, you know, they're treats. I don't even think about it. The only thing I, I worry about when it comes to the treats that I put in, that I give to my dogs is, um, if it's, you know, if it's going to, if they can eat it safely, like a chew or something, like, is this a good fit for them? Cause you know, I have four dogs and not that I can't give them all the same chews. Um, some of them. Yeah. I, you know, I don't do the chews as much. Um, you have beautiful white dogs. Yeah, and the chews are just not. But I'm telling you, the coconut husk ball, mm-hmm. game changer. Yeah. I mean, Jax will grab that still to this day and sit down for, I think it's a considerable amount of time mm-hmm. and just pull and gnaw on it and all of that. So it's still working. Now, when I ordered my treats from Ava, I went with the three bundle pack, mm-hmm. but I have a tendency to stay away from the protein treats because they have such a high protein content in their food. Mm -hmm. So this is where they get like the bananas and the peanut butter and the cheese stuff Mm -hmm. um, that way. And I'm still on that old fashioned. If I can read it and pronounce it and understand what it is, then I can buy it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that that's pretty much my, my rule Mm -hmm. about treats. Um, And then again, they eat, they, they like fruit and vegetables. Yeah. And so, I, and I, and I look at it similar, but kind of different. Cause of course, since I feed raw, my dog's diet is a high protein diet. But mm-hmm. when I look for treats, I actually go for the protein treats because it's a limited ingredient treat. And I got in the mm-hmm. habit of doing that with Rodrigo because of his um, food sensitivities It's just, I don't want to deal with like what you said, ingredients I can't pronounce. It's like, you know, if I know that this is a pro, if this is a duck foot, I know it's a duck foot. That's all I have to deal with. However, um, I don't give my dogs chews and, and treats on a daily basis. You know, like for instance, Friday scout had a, his, um, or no one day this week, scout had, he's getting massages now. God, our dogs have a life. So the masseuse showed up at the house to give him his massage. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This is the last episode of Girls with Dogs. It's been real. <laughs> but I can't compete. <laughs> and, and I gave, I gave, um, it was my girlfriend, Eileen. Wait, I gave hold on her- a minute. Hold on a minute. Harley, you want to go live with Kim? She's given <laughs> massages. <laughs> Oh my God. But I gave her a full bag of um, green lip muscle treats from Northwest Naturals. And so she gave him those so that he would come to her and do what she needed and stuff like that. And once he realized, oh, if I do this, I get the treat. He was all over her. He was like, yeah. So he basically had a full bag of treats. But you can, you can give your dog a massage. It's okay. (laughs) You can, no, you physically, Lee's been giving the boys massages. I do. I give my dogs massages. So why did you bring a strange person in your house to do that? Well, first I know her. (laughs) She's a friend of mine. And because he needed a special massage because he has cancer. 
come back with that. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> that's just not playing fair at all. It's true. Uh, I was talking to Dr. Judy Morgan and we were talking about lymphoma. There she goes, she name said, dropping. Again. Yep. And she Go said ahead. that lymphoma is a sign of stagnation in the body and that you, you get stagnation moving. It's like stagnation of the blood and you can add foods to get the blood move, get the blood healthier, but you still need to do something to get the blood moving, to break up the stagnation and you break up the stagnation through massages or acupuncture. And since I can't find anyone who could do acupuncture right now, I was like, Oh, my girlfriend does massages. So I'll have her come and do a massage. So I still massage him, but I don't massage him the way she, I mean, when she was done and it's a full on, like, this is a serious massage when she was done. That dog was laid out, just done. It was amazing watching the change over him. So now yeah. let me let me just say to you <laughs> that sales pitch sounded exactly like somebody justifying the, <laughs> the check they just wrote to the person that has access to same checkbook. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I, you know what I'm going to do? Just, just because, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to go find me somebody to massage my dogs. There you go. And you can write about it. And I'm going to write about it. But it's funny is when she was doing the massage, <laughs> Johan walked in the door and he just, uh-huh. and he just stood there staring. And I, and I just like, he was like, He's getting a massage. And I was like, yes, he needs, she needs, she's breaking up the chi and and the stagnation. So, and he, and he, and he just stood there and says, okay. And he just walks into the other room Mm -hmm. because he's got, as my my husband said, (laughs) another bed, Kathy, another bed, another bed. And I said, can you find something else to say? And he walked away talking about another bed. But um, so remember, we were at a blog pause conference. Uh, I can't remember where it was. And I f- was so excited because I met um, Rocco and Roxy. They were brand new. And so to this day, and this has been like six years, mm-hmm. I'm, if you haven't bought their um, all natural beef liver treats, that's all it is. They're slow roasted, naturally smoked, and they are crunchier than a potato chip. Oh. I mean, they are so good. Now, it's amazing that when I started buying them, what's the size of this bag? A 16 ounce bag was costing me like $14.99. They're 20 bucks now. Um, but I still buy them when I buy their food because it's just something that they love. Mm-hmm. So it's what we do for our dogs. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay. But speaking about crazy, this Mm -hmm. was just fascinating to me. Left foot, right foot. I know. (laughs) I know. I want to know. Okay. So there is something called, um, you can test your dog to see if he is right or left pawed. All right. So I did not know that this was a thing. Okay, but the dog's brain, according to Mr. Google, is organized similarly to ours. And they do have a poor preference and they do have a dominant preference. 
Rodrigo is left pod. Well, how do you know? <clears throat> because I couldn't wait for you to say it and I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a fun podcast while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if we were on telephone last year <laughs> and you were like this, I would say stuff like, I got to go. <laughs> Talk to you later. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we won't talk about this anymore then. You have to talk about it. No, I don't. I just, I'm interested. So my dogs don't do things like shake. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't really think that that would determine whether they're right or left pod. I think that just speaks to How what you they you, you used to training, yeah. but, um, I really want to find out more about um, what, why people think that dogs could be left or right paw. It, it doesn't, what, what makes a dog prefer one paw over the other? I have the answer. Oh, no. <laughs> well, in what I read, it said you can start by um, like holding out a treat with your, in your hand with it closed and then seeing which paw the dog brings up. I to... read that and I tried it. And all Jacks did was just continue to bury his nose in my hand. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like, would your dog use their nose or yes. their paw? Because no. most of my dogs would use, I think all of my dogs would use their nose and just, yeah, do what you say, bury it into your hand. But So I also tried, Jax has this thing where when you're petting him, if you stop before he wants you to stop, He uses his paw to get you to keep going. So I was real excited about that. So after the treat in the hand didn't work, I jumped in the bed (laughs) and I got him to, well, we have our rituals now and you massaging dogs with strangers, (laughs) no right to question, laugh, or give me that look. So just stop it. But I jumped in the bed and I had Jax come up in the bed with me and he was sitting next to me and I was rubbing him with my right hand under his chin, right? Mm-hmm. And because he was on my right side and then I stopped and then he used his right paw to make me do it again. Oh, I got excited. So I jumped off the bed and did some stuff. And then I jumped back on Lee's side, which made it be our left side. Well, damn it. He used his left paw. So it's the closest move by the Maybe yeah, he's so, ambidextrous. Well, I am. Are you? I am. I, I am. didn't know that about you. Yeah, how did well, I not know this about you? When have you ever seen me write? I'm, I'm sure. See? I, I'm sure I See? saw you write at like a conference or something. We sit next to but each were other. But were you paying attention? I'm sure. I'm sure at the time I was, but I just okay. don't remember. I but probably yes, at the time I, was like, "Are you amateurish?" But I am because I am of that era in terms of the '60s in school when they just forced you to to use your right hand, and oh. then as you get a little bit older you have more dexterity and control with your left hand. So to be honest with you, I write with my left, but I swing a bat with my right. I bowl with my right. I shoot with my right. Interesting. I um, hold my knife with my right hand. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to determine what is most um, prominent. Let's see. Oh, I'll slap with my left. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> Good for you getting that in here. Okay. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Okay. Um, are we well, done with the? Oh, you want something? Well, I was to thinking. Add? I was thinking. You know, because I was thinking the same thing about you know, because Rodrigo is the dog that paws at you to get you to continue petting, and he okay. primarily does it with his left paw. The thing about it is, though, is when we're on the sofa together, we sit in the same places and we have the same routine. So I honestly don't know if he, if it is his preferred paw or like you, you experience, that's just what's convenient because it's usually the paw closest to me. And so now I, now I need to crawl into bed and go on each side and see what you need to, you need to, (laughs) I, um, oh, Mr. Google made an error. Oh, I don't believe that that's true. Well, listen to this sentence. The dogs agreed with me (laughs) that it could be true. Tell me what is wrong with this sentence. Okay. Ready? All right. Can't you hear that music in the background? No. Okay. Is my my dog left-handed or right-handed? Um, but dogs don't have hands. That's my point. But is that Google or is Google just showing you what someone wrote? <clears throat> That's someone's blog post. <laughs> <laughs> you owe you owe doc, you owe Mr. Google an apology. I mean, I didn't realize you guys were fighting. Are you guys fighting right now? Me and Mr. Google? Yeah. No, no, but I mean, a liar on a podcast. I I know, I know (laughs) because I saw, well, he shouldn't even put that out there. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) But in in, in, in any event, um, we have to find some fun ways to tell if they're left or right pod and then put that on report back. Yeah. And then just report back because they have. Um, so there's a Kong test where you can fill your Kong, but I don't use them and mm-hmm. count how many times they use each paw or both to hold the toy while they lick the filling out. Okay. Yeah. Then there's the leading paw. So this is interesting when your dog's about to walk, see which leg they lift to take the first step. Is that mm-hmm. consistent? Gosh, I don't even, I, I honestly would not be able to pay attention to that. Put a bowl of the same food either side of your dog at about a 45 degree angle. And see which they go to first. And see which they go to. Oh, I already know about the tail wag. And that has nothing to do with whether they're left or right pod. Uh, stair race. Run up a flight of stairs and watch your dog from the top. Mm-hmm. And most dogs use their paws simultaneously. At least mine do. No? Right. I don't I don't know if my, I know there are some things that my dogs do where they do use, um, Scout does. He does this thing where he does with his like that with both of his paws. So maybe he's ambidextrous. Throw a ball for your dog and send them to retrieve it. And then just before they get there, call them back and see which side they turn to. Jack's ain't coming back. No, no. No, okay. This is just something to talk about. This is nothing to research because it's the stupidest thing ever. This is just someone's way of getting a bunch of pet parents to do a bunch of crazy stuff. I know. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not walking (laughs) down looking at what foot you used. Okay. Did you see the movie Dog yet? No. I thought about watching it last night because it's now on, you know, pay-per-view, but I just still, did you watch it? 
I just, I don't like crying. And so, and someone told me that they were crying all through that movie. And so I'm just like, listen, listen, Linda, 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 it is good crying because it's not anything bad. I don't want to do a spoil alert. Okay. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie, hang up right now. No, don't do that. Just tell (laughs) me, just tell me this. Did you enjoy the movie? I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but in all honesty, I must say I thoroughly enjoyed it because you're coming from a storyline that is near and dear to my heart. I mean, my husband's been an airborne ranger for like gazillion years. It is something that I lived. I, I related to not only the dog, but the whole concept um, combat, you know, what it's like for the families and all of that. So even I get warm and, and, and goosey feelings when I see movies and they're filming on a military installation because Mm -hmm. it just brings back so many fond memories. Uh, so for me, that was my take on it. Mm -hmm. The storyline about the dog. And then, um, what's that man's name? Channing Tatum. Or something like that. There we go. Um, I never remember which way it goes. You know, he's not bad on the eyes, but, you know, he's just that didn't do anything for me. (laughs) Um, The one thing that I wish I did not know before watching the movie is how many dogs they use to make the movie, because I found myself studying the dogs to determine is that the same dog from the last scene or is that a different dog? And I could not stop doing that. And now that I've put that out there, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be doing the same thing. But I, I thought it was a different storyline. Mm-hmm. And none of the tears were from any place of anger or anxiety. Mm-hmm. It was that I could understand the connection mm-hmm. between the human and the dog. So I mm-hmm. think you should watch it, especially since okay. you keep wanting to talk about this and you didn't watch it. I don't want to watch it. I, I don't, well, okay. So my other question is, um, does the dog die? Well, see, now that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> well, then after we finish recording, you have to tell me if the dog dies. Because that'll, I actually, I can just Google that. I, I, I will, I will not is, watch it. Oh it yeah, that's right. Not tears. Okay. They are okay. tears. They're mm-hmm. tears for anybody who has ever had a dog, has a dog, loved a dog, or is in love with a dog because you understand that connection. There, mm-hmm. you, you know that you your partner may have brought a dog home that you had no idea. Or here's one better yet. Your stepson leaves a dog in your home. Mm-hmm. That you're like, damn it, I didn't want this. But now you and that same dog are inseparable. So it's those types of emotions. Okay. I never mentioned anything about death. Yeah. Well, and I guess it will bring to mind. um, uh, This is a a topic that we really should talk about on an upcoming podcast, but I'll just talk about it briefly here. Johan will not be happy, but he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he doesn't know. Um. Johan loves our dogs. And when we got Rodrigo and Sydney, he loves it. He loves them just as much as I do. <clears throat> but 
I'm the one that takes care of the dogs. So, and he leaves me to it. Um, when we brought uh, Blue home, you remember, he didn't want another dog. And I saw a picture of Blue. I saw a video of Blue. And there's just something that connected. And that was our next dog. And it just, it was, and he didn't even, I don't, maybe there was something on my face, but he didn't argue with me about it or anything. So um, Cole was still young. That's my stepson. We jumped in a car because I needed someone so I can drive in the carpool lanes. <clears throat> and we drove an hour to go get this dog. And at the last minute, Johan decided to come with us. The second he saw Blue, Blue was in his arms and he didn't let him go until he got home. And he, we went out to eat. Blue was eating with him. I mean, he, lo he loved that dog. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he had a dream about Blue. And he was so emotionally hit by just having a dream of spending time with Blue and hugging him and petting him. And just the memories of how much he loved that dog, it hit him so hard. And so that's what I think of when I think of this movie is no. that connection that we could have with an animal. See, that's painful crying. <laughs> okay. That's painful crying. Okay. And, it, you know, for people, for people who don't know this part about us, one of the, there are many facets. You do realize this. Like sometimes I send mm -hmm. you, oh, yeah, sometimes I send you text messages and there'll be things like, thinking about you, or I'll say, you know, I just adore our relationship. You mm -hmm. know how you get those? Yeah. Um, and you know how it makes you feel, right? Mm -hmm. Well, damn it. I would like the reciprocation. Just sending me a heart emoji is not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you. I think I warrant a few words back. But that's that being said, who my therapist was right. I needed to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. That being said, um, there are certain things about our, um, our lifestyles or our lives as we've connected. Um, you know, blue was my blue was Leo mm -hmm. and it, it the stories are just so parallel in the sense that when I saw Leo, I really didn't have a discussion with Lee and my drive was four hours and I went by myself just to see. And I was in the car coming back talking about you and Tiffany need to go to the store and this is what I'm going to need because the dog is in the back. <laughs> but, you know, Harley was two and a half, maybe yeah, two and a half when I brought Leo home. Lee had never even walked Harley. He never fed Harley. And it wasn't a thing that he didn't want anything to do. I was just so possessive of Harley. Mm -hmm. But when Leo came, Leo was still my dog. Yeah. But that was the first time I would see Lee grab a leash. And I'm thinking, you going to walk a dog? <laughs> so, so I do understand that. And then unfortunately, um, you know, Blue and Leo came into our lives around the same time and they left mm -hmm. around the same time. Yep. Yeah. Um, when you called me, that was the hardest thing you could do. And then I had to months later. Yeah. Call you yep. And tell you. And um, you must it have known a, something. It was, summer, it was summertime. Yeah. I remember yeah. we were I was standing on. Yep. I was standing on the side of the road because I was on my way to a festival and crying 
Oh, sat in a row talking. And people to you. were asking you, yes, what are, was you wrong? Okay? <laughs> are you okay? Are you like, no, my friend's dog just died. Well, that's what's so funny. And that's what's so funny about that. Just there are certain things that people just get. Like yes. you can you can be absolute enemies with someone, but a dog dies. And it's like, we can set everything aside because that is something that we all, or someone gets a, a, you know, a devastating diagnosis, all of a sudden, uh, yeah. all of that it stuff, doesn't goes, matter. you know, because it, it's something that we can all understand. And I guess it's just, it's not so much, you know, blue passing away. It's the, um, seeing, watching Johan turn into a man who lived in a house with dogs to a dog lover mm-hmm. was amazing because, and I think that, you know, and you, you had that same experience with your husband where the you dog know, lived in the yard. Yeah. Johan wanted the dogs to sleep in the garage and he didn't want them in the house, you know, and all that, you know, and I, I was just like, ha, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, me. I got this lecture about what the dog would and would not do. Mm-hmm. And when I found the two of them asleep in the Baca lounge together, <laughs> I took a photo. And then afterwards, you know what he said to me? <laughs> well, you bathe them so much. I mean, does it matter? And I thought, oh, <laughs> okay. But um, but now that we've discussed this and we said we weren't, then there's oh. nothing for us to discuss anymore. Well, one one more question subject. about dog. Um, Because a lot of people said they did a really good job of spotlighting what it is to be with this breed of dog. And do you feel the same? I do. I do. Because even though it wasn't his dog, mm-hmm. um, it still showed that. And, and as bad a reputation, not a bad, but as um, active and independent as they make this breed seem to be mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Stog did not want to be left alone or be left out of this individual's life. Mm-hmm. And so, and it did show the enormous amount of energy mm-hmm. and capabilities that this dog could have <laughs> in terms of being, you know, destructive behavior. And that's, what's going to get me to watch the movie because I just love this breed so much. I mean, I know. I love I, this breed so much. I can't believe that you haven't watched it. Just shame on you. Just I, did, I was waiting to talk to you about it because I was, you know. No, I wouldn't send you. I wouldn't send you there because I know how both of us don't like that. Mm-hmm. But of all the things that I read about the movie, I said, OK, this is something that I could watch knowing mm-hmm. that whatever emotions kind of get stirred around. Yeah they would be okay. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, okay. it's a good movie. I'll watch it this weekend. Then it's, it's funny. Cause a, uh, one of my followers, I wish I remembered her name and I apologize if you're listening to this, but I want to say, I appreciate it. I, I love it when people get me and she tagged me in a post where she said, Kimberly, this is you. And it was a meme that said something about how I won't watch anything. If the dog's going to die but I'll binge watch those murder shows. <laughs> and it's sure enough, I will watch all kinds of seasons. I was watching one last night. I fell asleep, so I didn't get to figure out what happened, but love the murder shows. But if something has a dog and the dog's going to die, I don't want anything to do with it. It can be a cartoon. It can be a hundred percent fiction. 
I don't want anything to do with it. But you know, this one after the commercials and the commercial, it kind of it kind of got in, and I want to check it out now. Yeah, thank yeah. thank you for think, sharing. I think you will think you will like it. So, and before we let folks go, I want to say if you guys have been listening to us since the beginning, I think on our first or second episode, um, Kathy said she was going to start tagging me in images on social media of her dogs in various stores. <laughs> I want to just point out that it is now April, April of 2022. We started this podcast, I believe, in August of 2021. This week, I got tagged in two posts of her dog in stores. And I appreciate them both. because No, I sent you one when they were in Lowe's. I sent you, you have had more than two. I feel like this is only two. Uh-uh, don't, don't, don't make me embarrass you. <laughs> I know for a fact. I, just, I think it's just two. I see, I, meant, I see a lot of pictures of your dogs on the porch and your dogs on the no, see, and that's where you're wrong. So wrong. <laughs> your dog's laying on the bed, laying on. Oh, here's one. Where, where mm-hmm. are they now? Mm-hmm. To the bookstore. They went to, there's one. Okay. I call, I was not tagged in this, but. Um, oh, well, now listen. One. <laughs> one would say that if you follow me, you don't necessarily need to be tagged. But I mean, if you want, I can definitely continue to give you honorable mentions. <laughs> your dogs have, your dogs have such a good life. I mean, damn, your dogs have such a good life. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to, I am not going to dispute that. I mean, damn. <laughs> just go through Groovy Golden Doodle's Instagram feed and you will just be smiling because these dogs are just <laughs> living it up. It's like, damn. <laughs> hey, man, they, they are living their best life. There so, um, yeah. well, all right, friend, this has been great. I'm going to... Um, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm got to work on Lee's birthday dinner tomorrow. Nice. Oh, happy birthday, Lee. Because, um, and he said, you know, I said, what do you want to do? I said, I'll do anything, but not between three and four because I'm going to Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, that's fine. That is fine. So, um, but yeah, what are you going to do the rest of the day? I have a, a rescue event that I'm going to head off to. I'm going to put the dogs out in the yard because it's beautiful and sunny outside. And I'm going to head off to the rescue event to volunteer some time. Okay. Come home. And um, I need to, I have one more video to edit. No, two more videos to edit for national raw feeding week. And so I'm going to um, get those done and get them scheduled. I want to ask you, I want to talk to you about this next week. Um, I read an article this Mm -hmm. week about the pandemic puppies. Mm Mm-hmm. And how not of any fault of theirs, they were not socialized Mm -hmm. because let's face it, we were all on lockdown pretty much. Yep. And now they are older Mm -hmm. and are kind of going berserk and Mm -hmm. filling up the shelters. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do. Okay. All right. All right. My dear, dear friend. It's great talking to you. Okay. Listen, be good. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>